Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Jonathan. Well, hello. And today we're talking about Movie Pass, Disneyland, Justin Roiland, and so much more. Hey. Jonathan, let's start things off real quick with this Netflix thing. They claim that they've never canceled a successful show, which sounds crazy to me because there's so yeah. many times there's hashtag renew my show or something like that. Do you think they cancel things often? And do you have some ideas or different shows that they canceled too soon? So, I mean, it, they can shape it however they want. They're, it's based on their metrics of success, but there's a lot of shows that I've really liked that they've canceled. Uh, I could see now people probably argue like, well, if it had, you know, four or five seasons, that means it was successful. It could have had that if they kept it going, though. So, I mean, even if it stopped at the first season, as long as there was a stable fan base, uh, they should have kept them going. But I have a few, I have lots of examples, but I have a few that I'll mention on the podcast, at least. One of my favorite shows I see it on Netflix was called Altered Carbon. You remember that? I was telling you about that it a long time ago. That is a good show. Yeah. I, they changed it a lot from season to season, though. It was, yeah. it was a dramatic. I liked the first season more than the second. Yeah. I I haven't looked. I, I'm getting more into comic books now. I haven't looked to see if there's a comic series. I wonder if it's based off of something. But it's such a cool world story. I know there's an anime made after the Netflix show. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's a cool world. I'd want to get more of it, but they canceled it after two seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, another really good show that was just a, a, a what do you call it? Not a rom-com, but a sitcom uh, that I really liked was called The Crew. Did you ever see that with Kevin James? Uh, you know, it, he's a NASCAR keeps suggesting it coach. to me, and I'm like, what is this? What the hell is it, Kevin James But there's doing? only one season. It was from 2021. I'm hoping they rebooted at some point or I'm something. Sure. I'm sure they'll just, they haven't done a second season, maybe. Yeah. I don't think that was a very expensive show. From the commercial I saw, it's like, Mostly in the garage in his in his office, right? Yeah, yeah. And then some, so you know, they go out to the tracks and stuff. But it was, yeah, but it was fun. It was just, you know, Kevin James. It felt like King of Queens, but, you know, 10 years later and he got a new job yeah. or something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> a lot of good characters in it. Um, another one, uh, at least one more, yeah, Resident Evil. I know a lot of people didn't like it. There was a lot of that uh, kind of teen angst stuff going on in it. Yeah. I think it oh, would not yeah. take much to kind of tweak it to get that out of it but the rest of the show was really good so i think if they leaned away from the tweens and into the, the more mature content of it uh it was a really interesting perspective on the whole zombie story yeah at this point they don't need the teen stuff anymore at all right because they're yeah. beyond that story now you know what i just started watching this week off of your suggestion from three years ago <laughs> black summer black summer yeah About the zombie show where like it follows different people during the zombie apocalypse. That wasn't me. No, that was totally you, dude. Was it? Was, yeah. Black Summer. I don't even remember it now then. I have to rewatch it. Yeah, it starts with like uh, Chloe. And then we saw like, we see like Chloe fighting off a zombie. And then it starts with like Daryl. And then eventually they all team, they all meet up at the end of the episode. But then there's multiple episodes. There's two seasons of it. And I was like, I know John's been suggesting this to me a long time ago. During It was like when the pandemic first started, you started watching mm. it. I probably forgot it already. Yeah. But I'll have to watch it. After again. that I Kim's convenience, I was like, I need to listen to Jonathan more. <laughs> right. Kim Convenience. I haven't forgotten that one. That's such a fun show. Three weeks in a row we mentioned Kim's Convenience. I want to throw uh, that out there now. <laughs> right. If you guys That's haven't really watched good. it, go watch it. My goal, Paul Slung Hung Lee, you are very welcomed on this podcast. My goal is to have you on mm -hmm. here to talk about your upcoming role, Uncle Iroh. Jonathan, you're not on Twitter. Why are you not on Twitter, dude? You're missing out on some cool stuff. I don't know how to use the social network stuff. Oh God. I'm an old person. So, Kimchi, and then, you know, Simuli, you know, what's, what's his name in the show? God, I can't remember his name. Chung and, uh, and Paul Sohung Lee hang out still. And they took a picture all together. Yeah. And it's just so cool. 
And Paul definitely has an Uncle Iroh beard right now. Oh, man. he's filming the scenes. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm growing mine out. I think next, uh, at least for Halloween, but next big convention we can go to with cosplayers and whatnot. I'm going to try to yeah. cosplay Uncle Iroh. Oh, see, there's so much so pressure, cool. though. He's so, he, you know, I can't, I don't think I could represent his aura, but I'll try. It, it's specific. We could probably do one, uh, especially if like Baldwin will be there, the guy that voices him. Yeah. He's super cool, too. So if you come up on an Uncle Iron, he would love to talk to you. All right. Get a we got plans, boys. We got plans. Yeah. Uh, all right. Real quick for the network, we have a new challenge, except that just came out. Uh, it is all about the movie Hook from the 90s. It was a lot of fun to record, a lot of fun facts in there. We have the brand new YouTube channel, Geek Freaks Radio, releasing the same day as this episode. Again, that's just another way to listen to the podcast. The video version of the podcast will remain on the main Geek Freaks channel. Uh, but this is going to be where you can create playlists and stuff like that based off of your episodes you want to listen to. And it's just another way to listen. It's not a big deal. All right, let's go ahead and get into the news. Succession Season 4 is coming out March 26th. Finally. It's been a year since the, the last uh, finale. Have you been watching this at all? I have not. <laughs> I was like, how do I admit that I haven't seen this yet? Uh, it, is it like, is it like Game of Thrones? I imagine Succession. It's all about who's controlling you know the what? houses. Kind of. It's it's Game like of Thrones. The it's between like Elon Musk and Bill Gates. Oh, like so it's, it's modern time. It's modern day. It's oh, a family okay. that controls um, a real big news station. I won't give any equals. They, it's all fake names, but it's clearly oh, it's that station. Um, mm. And it's all about like the dad who's ready to tire and he's trying to pick one of his kids to take over. And uh, all the kids okay. are vying for it, but then they're like, the dads are manipulating them. It's so good, Jonathan. I'd completely suggest you watch it. It sounds a little bit like Yellowstone, but maybe Yellowstone in the city. You know what? It's Yellowstone in the city, yeah. With like okay. bigger people and stuff like that. It's very, very good. It's on HBO. Nice. You need my login, let me know. I think you already have it, actually. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of awesome HBO stuff, The Last of Us Season 2 has been ordered. So they're coming out yes. with Season 2, and they said it's based off the second game, so we know where... Season one oh, is going to end, which is yeah. cool. Have you yeah, been uh, that, enjoying that so far? Oh, it's so good. I love it. I'm so excited because it's like, it's like when Walking Dead first came out back in the day and we we're like, oh my God, what is this like new world they're building and stuff like that. But then Walking Dead got dragged out so long and yeah. it's just kind of got overplayed. But now it's like we got some fresh blood. So uh, I like it. They're doing really good so far. Those clickers, man. They look mm -hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Get you literally anxious watching it, like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Yeah, your wife couldn't handle it. There's no oh, chance. Oh no, yeah, probably not in the trailers. <laughs> she, she's not. She's not happy with a hardcore Hallmark commercial, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, the oh, It's not even just like gory stuff. Like she can handle seeing blood, but it's the thrill, it's the suspense man. of like, yeah. you know, someone's about to turn the corner with a knife or whatever. She just like freaks out. So too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm enjoying it too. All right, mm. so three four three, the company that's been making the last few Halo games. So they're going to continue development of all Halo games. Now, this comes after some rumors due to layoffs on all the video game industry, really, um, that they were going to be shifting away from the player base. And they changed the game quite a bit with Halo Infinite, which is very good, uh, I, in my opinion. But they said they're sticking around. Now, what do you think of... So let's go over. It's like Halo 4, 5, Infinite. What do you think of that batch of Halo games? I, I probably played those ones a lot less than the first three. I think... You did, yeah. But I you're also older, so it's hard to compare. Yeah, I think... I think two and three are the ones I played the most. Um, but if it's just if they're still getting consumers, then keep going. I mean, I understand all of uh, the industry and, and um, 
like all like computer based uh, businesses are laying off people right now. Uh, why, you know, they're expecting a recession to come and consumers are going to spend less on, you know, recreational yeah. stuff and, and whatnot. So I get it. They're trying to brace themselves. It sucks for the employees that are losing their jobs right now. It's flooding the market with uh, people trying to find new jobs. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it, I don't think it's like the company's going under. I think they're just bracing themselves like we're seeing with just about everybody. So across the board. Yeah. That's the, the tech industry, especially is doing that is bracing themselves for a recession. Yeah. Because numbers show that it should be that being said though, and I'm not guys, I'm not a mathematician. I don't know the fancy <laughs> words, mm. but, uh, the economy GDP. Oh God, please don't G- check GDP. Things. That one. It growth, grew domestic it unexpectedly grew last section quarter. God, I'm really sounding dumb right now. <laughs> I know wow gold economy, guys. <laughs> no. But yeah, so it grew. So that might not, we might not head into as hardcore of a recession as expected. That being said, yeah, it sucks for all these people that got laid off. Um, and yeah, hopefully they keep making the Halo games, of course. Halo Infinite was very good, but I definitely play it. Like after I beat it, I was like basically done until somebody wants to do co-op with me. In mm-hmm. comparison to like, yeah, Halo 2 and 3, man, you and me consumed like crazy over and over again. Yeah. So there's something there. So- like you're saying, though, that could have been our age. We were more, we had time to just sit down and game more often. And there wasn't, there wasn't as much competition in the space, for sure. There was it's not true. 10 other, you know, hardcore shooter games that had these big worlds that we could play at the same time. So uh, it was the best thing out at the time. I've changed but, as a gamer, too. I think since then, because I used to really like, like, um, online multiplayer shooters. I now like big open world RPGs. So I, as mm-hmm. a player, too, I've also changed. So that's, that's something to take. Take an acceleration. Maybe three, four, three should change with us. Well, they. I mean, you're right. They did. Halo Infinite yeah. is a big open world RPG. Oh yeah, that's it's right. just a Halo game. The story is really cool. I really liked it. And so mm. I'm basically telling you that. So when you're ready to play it, you know, yeah. play with you, you just let me know. I'll co-op it up. You and me have co-opted every other Halo game, so we need to co-op this yeah. one as well. I think Except I have for, it. I have it you, somewhere. It's just part of Game Pass. I'm sure you got it somewhere. But it, yeah. it, um, the co-op didn't release until like recently, or is about to release something like that. So we'll have to look that up. Nice. Titans and Doom Patrol are both canceled over on HBO and HBO Max. James Gunn quickly came out and said, hey, that's not me. That was already canceled before I even came here. They just haven't announced it yet. That's really unfortunate, of course. I know there's a lot of big fans of that uh, those projects. But I think in general, just HBO's been trying to like, all right, we need to clear out DC and try this again. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a shame, right? But I think it's probably best yeah. overall. But it, we've heard that they're doing this anyways. Like... We didn't hear about these titles specifically, but we kind of heard, yeah, they're hitting a soft reset on the whole DC brand and going a different route. So yeah. I don't think it's it's surprising. These are these aren't like the big, you know, blockbuster movies that are coming out. There's some kind of lower budget TV shows. So yeah, they got know, super fans, but it's not enough of them. Yeah. I don't want to knock down those super fans. We actually have a couple of them part of the network. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> this is a Smallville crowd. Yeah. 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 You're right. All right, Star Wars Skeleton Crew finished filming, and they've confirmed the series is actually going to release this year. Now, Jonathan, have you heard of Skeleton Crew yet? I have heard of it, but I don't know what the storyline is. Or They pitched it so well to me. So basically what it is, is they're making it like a Steven Spielberg slash Amblin, which is his company, mm-hmm. coming of age story set in Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. So think of like uh, E.T. or um, maybe kind of like a, a Stand By Me. Remember those old classic 80s, like, coming of age stories yeah. in Star Wars. Dude, I can't wait for that. What kind of character are we supposed to be following? Well, probably a batch of kids. We do have one adult, but we know for sure, but it's probably gonna be a batch of kids that are kind of trying to figure things out. 
I kind mm-hmm. of just off that reminds me of Prodigy. Star yeah, that's what, Prodigy. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah, that sounds interesting though. I mean, I like it. I, I also think like uh, when we see his backstory in Guardians of the Galaxy, if it's going to yeah. kind of mirror that kind of thing. Yeah. Or... How cool would it be if we actually saw Quinn like trying to figure out how to be a Ravager though? Yeah, exactly. That'd be kind like of cool. That kind of, you know, you're seeing the a young person kind of figure things out on their own. Uh, but obviously it's a crew, so we're going to have a team of youngins. So that should be cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, it'll, I'm sure it'll be good, but I'm hoping it's, <laughs> I don't know, this is kind of selfish, but I'm hoping it's aimed at our age group because I'm seeing a lot more stuff yeah. now that's aimed at younger teens and like, yeah, it'll age with them, but don't lose, don't lose sight of us. Keep, <laughs> keep the focus on, uh, you know, the millennials and we want more good shows that match our age range, but I know they, they're, they got to have something for everybody and they're smart about aiming for a younger age group, I think. Well, not to constantly advertise our other podcasts, but on Challenge Accepted, we actually talked about this quite a bit and how the quality of like young, like kid shows and family shows or projects is so different today than it was back then. And mm-hmm. the example, of course, was Hook. If you look at Hook, they built these big sets. They casted amazing actors, very little uh, CGI or anything like that. It was mostly practical effects, very expensive effects. And then today they just like, you don't know, they crap out, whatever, new puss in boots. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Um, and so the way that they're they're pitching this whole thing with Amblin, of course, the people that made Hook specifically, um, mm-hmm. as like, hey, guess what, guys, we're doing this Amblin style show. It's like, okay, are you going to make a high quality one? Because even with like that Resident Evil series you're talking about before, mm-hmm. th- that felt like the, the teenage ones felt very cheap to me. And yeah. if like it's a high quality, I'll still enjoy it as an adult because the story is good either way. I don't know. Yeah. And I think another issue that they struggle with as producers is how we consume content nowadays. Our generation can, we could sit our ass in a seat and watch a three hour movie and love every minute of it. If you put all the Lord of the Rings back to back, we'll make a day of it. Yeah. The younger generation. And maybe we're being influenced by it as well too with TikTok and stuff, but they have such a short attention span they don't care about quality as much as they want quantity. They want some mm-hmm. entertainment they could gossip about and then, you know, move on to the next thing. So a half hour episode is the most you can get them to watch. So it's kind of hard when you're trying to make a full length movie or a high budget show that they're not really going to focus on. They just want to see the next one. Dude, that's like for us, you know, we, we, we make hour long videos, we make 15 minute videos, and then it's like, okay, well, we're making those 15 minute videos into one minute videos now. Those do pretty well. <laughs> And then I just posted a 15 second video and it Uh outdid everything so far. And I'm like, 15 seconds. I can't keep making 15 second videos, guys. You can't get any good content out of it. I'm sorry. At a certain point, it's like, I got to put my foot down. Like, what what am I going to say in 15 seconds? Just going to pop up. Hi, it's Frank. Watch Geek Freaks. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Or like if I'm doing the headlines that way, I'm like, uh, James Gunn, new Spider-Man. Bye. Oh boy. That's (laughs) Spider-Man, by the way. That's not it. It would be Batman. But yeah. (laughs) New Batman. (laughs) Don't tweet at me. But yeah. It's hard to keep up with all these kids and their younger. I feel so old saying that. <laughs> That's an old man. Oh my god. And their younger content. Yeah. All right. We have two new trailers. We got a Shazam trailer. What do you think about Shazam? Are you excited for this project at all? I didn't watch the first Shazam, and I didn't think I would be interested at you all. Didn't watch because the first one. Oh, you should watch it. I think you'd it like it. It looks. It looks so lame to me. It, mm-hmm. but it's it's a whole different type of superhero movie. I think that I'm used to, because uh, it's obviously like we were just talking about. It's aimed for a younger audience. But then when I just watched the second trailer, I'm like, man, this actually looks really good. Like, I'm kind of excited about it. There's so so many different elements to it. It's like 
I am hoping this is, and maybe it's a little early for this, but I'm hoping this is DC doing a little bit of a pivot that they do still want to aim for a young audience, but they want to right? this is Shazam's DC, isn't it? It's DC, but, but <clears> just, <throat> you're right. This is too early for it to be affected by any of the pivots they're doing. This is okay. from before. And, and it feels much like the first one, really. But they, they have so many different elements in this world. Yeah. That they, it's like they did a lot of world building in these movies. So as if they want to make this kind of a central hub that they can uh, involve other characters in or, you know, explore the characters through. So I think it looks good. But yeah, obviously it's it's targeting. Um, a it's, younger a, it's a family, audience it's us, a family but, flick, too. Like uh, it kind of has a Guardians vibe if you're looking for Mar the Marvel equivalent. And the yeah. fact that it's like, it's jokes first. It knows it's jokes first too. It's not trying to hide that. Or like yeah. a Thor vibe, newer Thor, I guess. Um, <laughs> but but you go into it knowing that, okay, they're going to be joking around the entire time. It doesn't take itself too seriously and yet it's still honest, which is something mm -hmm. that we don't see. Like if you think of Deadpool, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it also is constantly meta. It doesn't do that. Yeah, it's just I don't like having that. fun with it. Yeah. And I liked, I really like all the Guardians movies, but I didn't like Thor going funny and comical because to me in the first Thor the movie it was yeah. like you know real serious and he's this god of thunder and he started as kind of a you know high school college brat and then he earned yeah. this respect of a god and through the this whole arc in that first movie kind of built him up to be you know more than he was and then you go into the second and, and third movie and it's just like oh yeah he's just kind of the slapstick you know dad bod kind of all just jokes i'm like that's what guardians of the galaxy was for was the jokes this guy's supposed to be the the god of thunder what happened to that yeah so in defense of Thor, as a comic book fan of Thor, his entire existence has always been trying to refine his worthiness of his new role. So it's either mm -hmm. to wield Mjolnir or it's to be king of Asgard or to be, you know, a cosmic Avenger of some sort. He's always mm -hmm. like going down and then finding his way back up. Like, you know, oh, I have to be responsible again. Collapsing again. It, that's like his entire shtick. Uh... So... In defense of that, it's like, yeah, he's a goofball now, but, it's, but he's eventually going to have to take over as leader again or something like that and have to mature up again. You know, we'll see that up and up and go. I get you. Even the goofiest movies, those things make a ton of cash. So yeah. not giving up on those. Um, uh, that that D&D &D movie was surprisingly good looking, too. I, I cannot wait for this one. Yeah, they had a lot of good actors in it. And it like uh, explores all these different elements of fantasy, which I haven't played D&D, &D, but I've watched your guys' uh, games a couple times. And it looks like it, I, I don't know, it looks like it's uh, going to be a good movie for D&D players because there'll be different spells and stuff like that that they can relate to. But most, uh, uh, moreover, I guess, it looks like it will be so expandable that they can make more movies after this that are completely yeah. disconnected because every playthrough, yeah. every time you play D&D, it's a different adventure. So you mm -hmm. can have a whole different cast. All it has to be is in the same world where some of the same rules apply and different spells different witches different dragons different whatever you want but if they build the world well and you know look like they put a lot of money and into set it up their own rules properly yeah so that you can play with those rules yeah and so i think it looks really good i'm, I'm looking forward to that one i think i am going to go to theaters to see that one maybe but not i'll, Shazam, go, I'll but, go with you on that because I, i'm yeah. looking forward to i who cared about this right at first I'm like it's a D, &D movie they yeah, tried it was before be, they failed yeah i thought it was going to be like a made for tv kind of movie you know sci-fi channel or something like that but this actually looks like it's gonna be good it's way more jumanji feel to me i think it's gonna be like yeah. the newer jumanjis um yeah whenever they got like a rock music to a fantasy movie i'm there reminds yeah. me of knight's tale um but yeah chris pine good to see him working again 
And yeah. I, I look forward, but you're right in the fact that like this is tailor made for being able to make more movies in the same franchise without them touching. And even better yet, when you're playing D&D, at one point you're fighting to save the entire world, but at another point you're just clearing out a cave and it becomes this big adventure within the small little cave that nobody will ever find out about. Mm -hmm. And so they can make smaller projects in there and sometimes that's what we really need and they can go with the bigger ones. But I am also looking forward to this quite a bit. It looks like it's going to be a blast. Yeah. All right. Uh, our big thing here, we got Movie Pass is back and it's going nationwide starting this week. For those who don't remember, Jonathan, can you give us a quick rundown on what Movie Pass is? Okay, it's been a while. So <laughs> I think this started like right before the pandemic, right? It might have been like a it was year. Before the, before it the... was our first year of podcasting, so it was 2018 because it was a big deal for us oh, back there then. There you go. That's yeah. right. Um, so yeah, in 2018, it's like a, a credit card you get online or, or you know you apply for through the website or whatever it's not really a credit card though but you sign up and you pay a monthly subscription to be able to go to the movie theaters see whatever movie you want and then you have to uh like check into the movie you want to watch and they load that much money onto your your movie pass card and so when you go to theaters that card is loaded to pay for that movie yeah and so it was a little bit clunky and there was a lot of limitations and they didn't really have it all worked out yet uh, so it was kind of, it felt more like a trial run really. And then I think it was, I don't know, sometime during the pandemic that, that it kind of stopped. Um, yeah. Cause movie theaters were all closed for a little while. Well, no, it was even before then. What happened was basically, um, they were paying full price for a movie ticket and people would just like go in for the air conditioning. Like they didn't care. Uh, Every yeah. time you walked through the door, they paid the 12 bucks, whatever for a movie ticket. And, and they finally collapsed. It was one of those things where when we were using it, we were like, this is too good to be true. So let's quickly use it as much as possible. And I remember yeah. watching like, I, there's one week where I watched a movie three times in a week. Different I think movies. I only used it like three times. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> whole time I, I had it. it like that. Because at the same time this came out, so did that Delta Shores. Remember the new theaters is around, uh, over here? Yeah. So I was like, but, yeah, let's, let's check out this new theater and just like whatever, watch everything. Yeah. Um, so Movie Pass is back after some major reworking. One of the co-founders came back and like, we have to make this thing sustainable and a little bit more accessible for all the theaters. So they are offering those cards again, but the main thing is the app. And there's going to be uh, four different tiers so far, uh, $10, $20, $30, and $40 tiers. The $10 tier is definitely the one I'm going to go with. This new system is based off of li uh, like credits. And so like the just quickest way to say this is you could go watch a 3D awesome whatever with a motion seat once per month, or this is for the $10 tier, or you can watch three movies in the middle of the week on a Tuesday. It's a movie that's been out for a week, whatever, three times a month, which to me is perfect because that's, you know, I'm, I think that's really good. And something new is you could bring a friend with you, they could sit with you, and they buy like a cheaper version of the ticket as well. So there's like a buddy ticket you now, because before mm -hmm. that wasn't a possibility and it really sucked. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's all done through the app and you just like do everything that way. And you can even watch ads in the app to earn more credits to go to more movies, which is a freebie right I, there. I really like that. Yeah. You sit there like you want to go see a movie. You've already used three of them that month or whatever. You all right, you know, I got to watch six ads today, but I'll get a credit to watch another movie. Cool. I'll watch six ads. I'll watch 10 ads, whatever. And it's not hard to do. So that's pretty cool. With these changes, do you think you'll, you'll try this out? I think so. As much as like, I don't go to the movies much now because I feel guilty to leave my wife watching the baby all day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if we plan it out, there'll be uh, times that I can just go and watch a movie myself. And I feel bad to, to go see a movie that she wants to see and not bring right. her along. But yeah, childcare is a issue. But yeah, so I, I think I think I would do the $10 one for sure. 
I, next month, I'm going to try this out as well. And I think it'd be cool if like we could plan out some random weekend. You, me, and whoever mm-hmm. else wants to go, we'll watch whatever movie. There's going to be a bunch of movies coming out. And, yeah. and we'll try the movie pass out, and then maybe we'll record afterwards talking about mm-hmm. the movie, of course, but also using the movie pass, and we'll review it for everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it works. This beta, they're in beta right now, and it's going to end in the summer. But it sounds like, from what I'm understanding, it's going to pick up with the live version right afterwards. Um, mm. There's so many good movies this year. I need yeah. a movie pass right now. Right. Like, even if you can only watch two a month, but you're watching them on Tuesdays or something like that, like, that's cool, you know, of the, of the yeah. big releases. For $10 a month, $10 is one movie ticket, really. So yeah. for $10 a if month that, and you're watching one movie, you're already good right there. That's like usually like $14 or $15 nowadays. Well, because really I go on the weekends. Yeah. 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 If you guys, I'm not going to, you know, if you can, middle of the week, midday, when it's like you alone in the theater and like you and like two other people or whatever. Oh, that's the best. That is so good. Yeah. The senior specials. Bring yeah. The senior <laughs> specials on Tuesdays, by the way, if you guys live here. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, Disneyland is closing Splash Mountain. It's going to be changing over to a Princess and the Frog ride. The main thing I want to talk about, dude, is people are selling bottles of water from the water and the ride. I don't understand that. Why? So think about it. You're like, well, because people are like, oh, I love Splash Mountain. I want the water from the ride. And people were like the last few days just taking bottles of water, sinking them into the water of the ride, filling them up and filling backpacks with them. But it's not like saying I like you know, Long Beach, so I want some of the sand from Long Beach because that sand is the land of that. The water goes through a filter system and is, you know, recirculated and replaced on a regular basis. It's LA tap water. Yeah. It's not not the same water that's been there for 50 years. Um, That's, yeah, yeah, that's kind of silly. I mean, you can just go to Costco, buy a case of water and start shipping it to people, take off the label, Sharpie on it, say Splash Mountain. Seriously, especially like Dasani is from Sacramento, or not Sacramento, from California. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty close to the same water. You guys could just go get some Dasani water. Yeah. Just crack um, the seal so people realize you opened it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah I, I mean, they're selling so well. They're selling fast and it's just nuts. Was Not, it just people that are selling or is there some kind of company doing that? No, it's just people that were like the last few okay. they all had the idea of like, hey, let's go bottle up as much water as possible from Splash Mountain. Okay, so you yeah, pay it does... for a ticket to walk in to, mm-hmm. and a big backpack and a bunch of empty water bottles and you're just boom, 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 filling it up on the ride as much as you can. I'm surprised the people at the park don't stop that, but... Also, there's got to be, I mean, it makes sense it's not a company doing it. Because imagine a liability. Somebody drinks this water that they got from Splash Mountain. Like, oh, I'm going to remember how, what it felt like when I was there or something. And then they get sick because it's a bottle of water that, you know, somebody filled up from a ride. Yeah, kids are peeing in it and stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, and it washes over the machines and stuff. Yeah, it's, I don't know, that's weird. But, so, one thing I don't understand, I, I understand the reason for changing it. And I'm totally fine with that. You know, I I, I think there's a, that's a good reason to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to choose the princess and the frog doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, maybe in a social perspective that it's going from, you know, like a racist to a racially inclusive story. But the fact that there's no waterfalls in the bayou. I well, don't understand I think they're it. changing the idea of it being a waterfall. Like, well, there's no waterfall I, I, in Song of the South, which Splash Mountain is based off of. I mean, in the background, it wasn't all like a, a, a mountain landscape and stuff. Well, yeah, it was it was in the wilderness, but I think the idea is like you know the it. I think it's going to look a little bit more like the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean. Like in the Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, when you're first going out, you're actually in like the bayou. There's literally mm-hmm. that restaurant, the bayou restaurant. So I think they're yeah. just going to convert the entire thing to you're now on a log ride through the bayou instead of through this southern, okay. you know, environment. You know what makes a million percent more sense to me, though it's also still very controversial movie and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Convert this to be Pocahontas. 
She literally jumps yeah, it off makes of a way waterfall. More sense. Yeah, she, she has a canoe a that is like your log. Like it, it's just so. You can like make perfectly. it where you're like blow. You're like going through leaves at one point too. Like that's a big yeah. part of that song. You know, and it could play out. You know, like the other ones, it'll play out the story. So as you're going through there, you see the 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 ships coming in of uh, you know the white settlers arriving, and then yeah. the gunfire between them and the. The Indians and stuff like that, and then, that movie's but, got some. I know one of the songs is is like troubling, but it's yeah. got some bangers. It's some good music in that in that. Yeah, movie. yeah, it's definitely a, a, a movie made at a certain time when, of course, our sensitivities weren't dialed into where they are now. But I, mean, I don't think there was anything negative intended at the time. It was telling of our course. very sad history. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That, to me, that's such a better fit for that ride. But I don't know. Is there any other? The problem the with that movies? is your wife would force you to go to Disneyland the second that ride opened. She would get bottled water from that one. <laughs> well, that's another thing too, by the way. The when the Princess Frog one opens up, it's the same water. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you guys bottling it up? Like, that makes no yeah. sense. Oh, man. That's crazy. Is is there another Disney movie you think would be good to convert that ride to? That's well, you kind of took it away with Pocahontas. I think that's very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really can't think of anything else. Maybe, oh, you know what I wouldn't mind? Uh, Robin Hood. The old Robin Hood movie. Oh, there but you that's go. That's super That'd dated be... too, you know. So it's hard, yeah. but that's such a good movie. Yeah, you had that that whistling, uh, the whistling rooster in the beginning is is such a G that I love yeah. that. <laughs> that probably doesn't sound good on mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I think that'd be good. And so let me ask you this: you know, mm-hmm. Disneyland is is legendary in its childhood, and da, 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 da. I love it very much. Is there any part from any ride you would want to keep as like a, a token? Like a keepsake. Um, yeah. That's hard. Maybe one of the, one of the characters from Pirates of the Caribbean. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's like one of my favorite rides for sure. Uh, and it's just, you know, the animatronic robots and stuff are fun. Um, but I think that would be it is, is a character from any one of the rides. I haven't seen some of the new star Wars stuff. So I'm stoked to go. Same. We're going to go, uh, at the end of this, uh, the end of next month, end of February. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to go to Disneyland again. So I'm excited to check all that out. But, uh, yeah, I think I would save, you know, certain characters. I don't know which ones, but that'd be, cause what else can you do with other stuff anyways? You know, I'd say a, yeah. a, a wagon from Indiana Jones or something like that, but maybe you gotta ride it in your backyard. A character you could set up in your house as a prop or something. It just like waves at you to wake up in the morning, make coffee. Yeah. Wire them in and actually have them automated. Yeah. I like a lot of the wood the signs in Pirates of the Caribbean. I wouldn't mind a couple of those wood signs. Those are pretty dope. Yeah. And, and then I would really like, my favorite ride is Thunder Mountain. And I would like the, mm. there's a goat that has dynamite in his mouth and it's about to blow <laughs> yeah. up. And so yeah. I want to set that LED light that they use like through my house and all of a sudden like it just goes <laughs> to the goat. Ah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but fun. yeah, let us know guys if there's something from any ride in particular you guys would love. Uh, Jonathan, when you go, are you going to California Adventures as well? Yes. We'll do probably a half day in California Adventures and then one and a half in Disneyland. You want to do a review for Avengers Park, the Avengers Campus? We haven't done one for that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take some pictures okay. on there too. That'd, That'd be, be fun. Cool. I can't wait to hear what you think. Yeah. Sounds like the parents might be joining you. I don't know. I think your wife I might be. I hope so. I gotta convince them. Okay. Extra, extra, oh, you extra heard child it, guys. Care. He's Pazzini. He wants to do it too. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to, you know, great. This is a great transition from Disneyland to Justin Roiland. Uh, Justin <laughs> Roiland is leaving uh, Adult Swim and, of course, Rick and Morty along with it. Uh, he's been accused of, uh, what is it, domestic violence. And uh, so they parted ways. They're still doing his lawyers say it's, he's innocent, and they're still doing all kinds of um, evidence and all that stuff like that. You know, lawyer stuff. But anyways, <laughs> investigation. What you, yeah. What do you think about uh, 
Rick and Morty. They said they're going to recast the two voices because he does both Rick and Morty. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a producer of it and stuff like that. What do you think they're going to do? Like, is that going to be successful? Should, because they are pretty mad on that show, should they acknowledge the fact that their voices have changed suddenly? Definitely, yeah. I mean, there's an explosion. They inhale some some gas or something like that, and all of a sudden their voices sound different. Yeah. And then they have to explain, like, well, it's not like, you know, we just got fired and now we're hiring a new person or something like that. You know, <laughs> some people's voices change and, and, you know, that's just how life goes or whatever. Like, you nailed you know, That's exactly what they just do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they, that's how they explain everything. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it's disappointing that, you know, he may or may not be um, abusive and stuff like that. And we've talked about this before, like, because he, if somebody does something bad, does that mean their content is bad? And I know it's, it's a slippery slope. It depends on, I think, I think most people would agree. It depends on what the offense was, yeah, uh, how severe it was. Because uh, we don't want to, as consumers, I think, majority of us, don't want to be paying for something that's going to go into the pocket of a bad person. We don't want to give money to somebody who's doing a bad thing, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't want to encourage it. But also, the bad thing that they've done or are doing, they will have a separate penalty for that. Like, they, if they create content and it's really good and everybody likes it and they make a lot of money on it, okay, but then if you do something bad, yeah, you go to jail or you're going to get fined thousands and thousands of dollars and that money will get taken away from you. So. I, I'm really on the fence either way about, I, mean, I think it kind of just depends on the offense, but whether or not we should continue to support or enjoy the content of somebody who yeah. was later found to do something bad. And we got to remember people change. So it could have been a different season in their life when they were making great, you know, art or content, they were one person and then something changed with them that changed them into this person doing something wrong. So yeah, it's a it's a slippery slope. I'm not we, sure we which side we touched on this last week as well with with Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling, and yeah. it's hard to oh, enjoy yeah. the content created when now you know the person who created it. You know, is this person? Yeah. Every time you watch anything, you, there is a royalty that goes. I mean, it's pennies, but it goes yeah. to the creator. So you are actually physically supporting them. But Kyle, I think, was the one that came up with a really good point: is once they create the world, it's flat, and then it's up to us to build it up. So the mm -hmm. fandom of Rick and Morty is not Justin Roiland's creation. That's yeah. us embracing it and loving it and talking about it and making it bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And so that's the and same thing with Harry Potter. Like think about Harry Potter if it just came out as a book and like nobody cared about it. But yeah. then all of a sudden now you have cosplay and blah, 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 blah. So watching Harry Potter isn't that I'm watching someone's creation. I'm watching a part of a fandom, I think, is the best way to look at it. Like it's, you know, it's the cornerstone yeah. to a fandom. And it's not yeah. representing the person who made it type of thing. It's just like with this. Yeah. I'm not going to watch Rick and Morty think like that's Justin Roiland and it's Justin Roiland's um, opinions and thoughts. It's like, no, he started yeah. something and we made it something bigger. Like when you when you see cosplay at a convention, mm -hmm. you see a Rick and Morty cosplay. That's not what the creator created. That's what the fan created yeah. with, you know, off of that original creation. So it's it's yeah very much taken by the by the people. And on the flip side, we don't want that royalty to continue to go to the to the creator. Right. But. I think that's on the side of the studio when something, when somebody does something that negatively impacts them, makes them look bad for employing a, you know, abuser or something like that, uh, that they would sue that creator and to be able to break that, break that connection of, okay, now what you created is now ours and you're not going to get anything for it because you're, you're damning our name. You're making us yeah. look bad in the process. So I think that would be good on both ends on for us as consumers and for the, the, you know, production company, uh, to, to kind of, and, and to separate the content creator, 
but also we got to remember, and I hate to to play the side of it, but these are still just accusations. This isn't hasn't been confirmed yet, and that could really wreck someone's entire career in life. Yeah, when we elaborate so much on something that's been accused and not yet confirmed, we've seen actors before who are accused of something, and once it kind of comes down to the nitty gritty, when people aren't listening as much, we hear that oh no, those were false yeah. accusations, and that was actually the other way around. And it's like, oh, well, that guy already got dragged through the mud. So You're so right. There is a uh, innocent until proven guilty. But I think mm-hmm. there's also a point of like, okay, stop and separate first just to make sure that that doesn't continue. Yeah. Then yeah. prove innocence, then go from there or prove guilt and then you're out. Um, yeah. And, and there needs, uh, there probably is, but there needs to definitely be, if there's not, some kind of recourse for false accusations. You know, uh, yeah. if you, yeah. you ruin someone's reputation by falsely accusing them of something and stop them from getting work for six months or, you know, five years or whatever. Uh, you know that that should be uh, an issue for the person that's falsely Especially accusing. Especially once proven, I think slander stuff like that falls in. That. Again, we're not yeah, a couple of yeah, lawyers. Right. I'm sure that I'm sure there's something out there. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. not a mathematician. We'll tech- I don't know how we'll tech- tech- works. And I'm not a lawyer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so keep that in mind, guys. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting going forward. We'll see how how that all shakes out. Yeah. I forgot to look up the February watch list stuff, John. Did you happen to look up any of that? Uh, only I did. I didn't see much good stuff. I was looking around. Uh, there's a few good things that come out in March, but in February we do have Star Trek Picard season three comes out. So that's the only one I I even saw was noteworthy. Let alone it's the best one on the list. Dude, I cannot wait. So I'm watching season two right now for the first time, mm-hmm. mind you. I cannot really? wait for season three. Just watching season two already. Did you watch season yeah. two yet? Yep. Yeah, I think I might rewatch it though, just to just to get ready for it. I mean, right away they start busting out like. Um, what was it? The uh, <laughs> they start busting out the Borg first episode, yeah. and it's like oh, the Borg yeah. Queen's there, and I'm like, yeah. oh man, it's seven of nine talking to the Borg Queen. That's all, and look cutest, <laughs> look cutest, of course, with Picard. But uh, man, I was just so excited about it all right off the bat. Yeah, it gets a little extreme. Some stuff they kind of like does it are oh, a no. little campy, where it's a little too much, a little a little further out of the box than I'd like. But Star Trek does do that in everything else too. This just seems more serious and dramatic, like a movie. More show more than the sh- regular shows, mm-hmm. um, so you'd think like they would kind of make cleaner edges to the story, uh, but I like it. It's it's really good, and the ending it's like oh man, that seems like too much to handle, but it's a really cool way they set up the ending. So interested to see where they go with season three. Yeah, and we'll talk about that on Trek Freaks. We're gonna we're yes. not necessarily every episode, but uh, give give broad reviews on Trek Freaks. I'm sure you and uh, and Kevin and. And Squeaks is going to be tagging in here and there, too. Yep. Um, as for video games, the big things for February. February 10th, we have Hogwarts Legacy. Mm. And next week on this podcast, we're going to be taking the Harry Potter quiz and trying to figure out what house people should join. Because I have I tweeted about this. I put more thought into what house I'm going to join in a video game than I have my taxes this year. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm watching videos. Like, okay, so I'm in between Hufflepuff. <clears throat> And it's like, hey, Frank, maybe you should like make sure you got all your W-2s in order or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about any of them. So the quiz would be the only thing that I would have to go on. Meanwhile, you, we got Squeeze over there. It already has like a full Slytherin outfit. <laughs> yeah, a, a full back tattoo of the Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> it moves when he moves. <laughs> exactly. He's already talking to snakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, February 21st, we have Atomic Heart. This thing looks so freaking cool. It's got a very uh, kind. Of, the look wise is Bioshock, and the mm. gameplay looks even hard, more hardcore than that. But 
Atomic Heart looks very, very good. Do you, do you know what, what systems that's going to be on? That is going to be on, I have it right here, uh, the PlayStation, the Xbox, all of those, and on PC, so you can pick it up on PC as well. Mm, I bet that'll play Steam, good on the Steam hopefully. Deck, by the way. Yeah, I played Bioshock. So uh, we talked a while back about what games I was playing on Steam, and I was like, oh yeah, Stray was probably the best game. That's a lie. I forgot that I'd played Bioshock 2 on my Steam Deck as well, and though it took a second to get the controls set up the way I wanted them to, because it wasn't optimized yet, uh, but still, once I got that set up, it played really well. It was a it was a great game. It was a hard game. I had to put it down to easy mode eventually because I'm like, I just keep dying. But it was no a lot shame of fun. in easy mode, man. I, I'm so I, I've gotten to where I'm totally embracing easy mode at this point. Um, yeah, especially with as many games as you play to review, you have to get through them faster than normal. Well, yeah, and it, it was all because of like God of War. I was playing God of War, and I was like, the story's so good, but this fucking puzzle stopping me from getting more story. <laughs> and I paid money yeah. for this thing. And so right. at that point, I, and I was doing it on stream too. And even Kevin was like, it's okay. You can do it. Like, thank you for the permission. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't feel like a loser as much anymore. Blessing. And went ahead and moved it down. Nice. Um, here we go. I finally pulled up my, my list of the, of the stuff. Uh, we have knock at the cabin, which is going to be Dave Batista. That's a movie coming up. It's like mm. a horror movie called knock at the, knock at the cabin. The Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania is coming out on February 17th. Uh, oh yeah, I only looked at TV shows, not movies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got Sorry. the movie list here. So yeah. we got to watch that day one. Yeah. I think I want. I'm I in the so. mood to do a day one again. Yeah, me too. And the uh, only thing is, I need to watch the other two. I watched most or like half of the first Ant Man, but okay. I didn't see all of it. I didn't see the second one because it just seems so. I don't know. Not Kid-ish. interesting to me. It, to me, yeah. they're they're the the most like younger kids going with their dad's version of Marvel. Yeah, but it has some key plot elements that we got to get into the story, right? This is going to be basically launching off the next phase. It really, it literally is, but it's also bringing in Kang the Conqueror, who is a yeah. Thanos, Thanos-level villain. Have you watched Loki yet, John? Yes. Oh, I loved Loki, and I saw the whole end with Kang and how it, how he okay. ties in. Do you think Jonathan Disney Major and Marvel... Such a <laughs> yeah. Do you think Marvel decided to pivot this big next launch of the next phase on ant-man specifically to get more people to watch it because it was kind of an outlier in their series of marvel movies well i i i know because it's weird that ant-man and the quantum medium like the quantum music versus where king is at i don't i'm not a big fan of that um yeah i thought it would be a loki movie or something like that that would tie him in yeah and it feels weird that it feels weird that like ant-man like let's be honest guys he's like a c-level hero Mm-hmm. You know, right above Hawkman in, in abilities. And for him to be the one that's going to be fighting Kang the Conqueror, who could take out Thor and stuff, uh, it feels a little weird. But I think that um, I think he's going to mow. What I think is going to happen is I think somehow Ant-Man's going to accidentally help him, basically. And then he's going to start mowing over some heroes. Because mm. we know that one of the upcoming Avengers movies, which are very excited for this, is going to be the Empire Strikes Back of the franchise, where the Avengers lose and Kang takes over Earth. Mm, that's exciting yeah and another and then another the movie after moment. that will hopefully be them you know either taking back earth or maybe they'll do it like at the last minute they could like survive but yeah it'll be it's king's invasion and him conquering earth so that'd be really cool mm. according to the comic book who knows what the movie will do and then lastly is cocaine bear coming out february 24th have you seen this one the trailer for this no not at all we watched it live because we, we were doing this group uh, youtube thing uh, in Discord, we watched it together, and it is the most wackadoo movie. <laughs> I know the true life story. I didn't, you know, the movie though is way off. Where basically this guy's ditching cocaine out of his plane, a bear comes along, sniffs and eats the cocaine whole. And in the main story, he d- 
dies of a heart attack quickly after. But in the movie, he's a uh, cocaine-filled bear, bear <laughs> just rampaging <laughs> through a local town. And people are trying to oh, kill this bear. Uh, and it's it looks like a lot uh, of fun. You gotta watch the trailer after this recording, John. So it's like Sharknado with the bear, right? That Not kinda... as ridiculous as Sharknado. It's yeah, just gonna be that... it's more like Lake Placid. Remember Lake Placid? Oh, okay. That was that was actually a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. That's it's okay. a lot closer to that. And then uh as for the video game uh thing right here, so we have Hogwarts Legacy, and then we also have Destiny 2's got Lightfall, a new expansion coming out on February twenty-eighth. And uh yeah, TV shows the main thing. You already called that. So we're pretty good on everything like that. So that's what you guys need to be paying attention to in February. Nice. We had the Xbox Developer Showcase. It wasn't a lot of major games. Did you have a, look, a chance to look at this? I know Hi-Fi I'm... Rush is out and Kyle's watching it or playing it. And he'll give us a quick review for that. We have Minecraft Legends. Anything else you saw? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing I'm stoked about. I liked the way they did it because they had the direct the, the developers actually introduce their games. But it wasn't mm -hmm. like any games I really was super excited for. Like the Elder Scrolls is like, okay, yeah, but it's just a new expansion and stuff like that. So hopefully they continue doing these with more games that I like. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I kind of well, don't like that, that these different companies are trying to do their releases independently. It's not as fun. It's not as exciting as when we have one big convention, one big show where all the new games yeah. are, are released at once. Even the projects that are coming up at the end of the year or whatever. Uh, it puts so much more buzz and excitement behind it and more competition, I think, between them. But when they're doing their own little showcases, like, eh, nobody or not as many people even see it. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Jonathan, what are your recommendations for the week? I don't have a lot. Uh, obviously, uh, when Picard season three comes out, check that out. If you haven't seen one and two, watch them right now. So you're ready for it. Uh, but the new show that I've been watching just recently that was kind of interesting is Poker Face. Have you seen that? I think it was I haven't on Peacock. Seen that yet. No, yeah. It's got um, the redhead girl from uh, Orange is the New Black. I can't remember her name. She's been in a, a few other shows recently too, The Russian Doll mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. She's she's pretty good. Uh, but it's where she can read if somebody's lying or not. Just like she just has this oh, cool. God-given talent to where she can tell someone's lying. And she works in a casino and uh, she used to play uh, cards and you know make a lot of money, but she got caught, so so the boss just like, hey, you know what? You can either work for pretty much. You could either work for me and you know stay quiet, or I'm gonna have you executed. It's what it sounded like. Uh, so she's she's doing that, and then the son takes over for the casino business, and so he's like, wait, you got this golden goose over here, and you're not using her? Like, let's put her in some games and make some money. Yeah. And so it's kind of like this uh, weird dynamic, but it's it's pretty cool. I like because mm -hmm. she can even tell when he's lying to her. So Is this he doesn't a series really... or a movie. I, I didn't catch a that. series series a series yeah. poker face okay yeah it's pretty cool out. um okay what and it was on peacock you said yes i think so okay keep an eye out for that my suggestion for you guys is forespoken it's a brand new video game that came out for the ps5 and ps4 the reason i'm suggesting this is because it's being review bombed like it's got really bad reviews but what's mm -hmm. nice is playstation put up a i think it's two hour i already played it beta where you're able to play the game and really get a good feel for the combat and stuff like that now, I will say, when I played the beta, I realized I don't want to buy this game for six, 70 bucks or 60 bucks, whatever. But that's great. Like, that's what betas are for. That's what demos are for. It's not a beta. I'm sorry. It's a demo. That's what demos are for. But instead of going out and watching these reviews or whatever, pick up the game. It's totally free to play the demo and try it out and then make the opinion on your, on your own. And, and I want my personal hope is for more and more people to, to download the demo and for PlayStation to see that this is a good move and make that a regular standard again. Because remember, Xbox used to do that for all games. They used to mm -hmm. always go over the demo first, and then you play that, and you know if you want to buy it or not. 
And I think that's way better than like even us reviewing something or you guys watching gameplay trailer is getting yeah. your hands on it, you know? And if you're going to review it, obviously, if you if you have a good opinion, you know, obviously, please review it with a good opinion. But if you didn't like the game and you're going to review it anyways, please suggest the changes that you want to see. Don't just say, oh, oh this call. is garbage. These guys should be deleted. This yeah. is stupid, blah, blah, blah. No, suggest what they could change. And a lot of times we see developers decide to make last minute changes that will please the consumer. So, you know, you're just helping them out, make the game that you want to play. So do that instead of just being you know negative like some people are. One of the, I keep suggesting it, one of the segments we do on uh, Challenge Accepted is shitty reviews. Where we read like the worst reviews for the thing that we're, we're talking about. And then we kind of talk <laughs> shit about the reviewer. And um, so for Hook, I thought that movie was going to be perfect. I was like, because like when we did Seinfeld, it was hard to find bad reviews for it. So we just didn't do the mm -hmm. segment. So for this, it was like, oh no, this movie is like a 29% on Rotten Tomato. Like people, wow. there's a lot of people who do what? not like Hook. And what? when you read the reviews, it's just like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just being a jerk and being like, what? Some people, yeah. there's one review that we talked about where the person's like, terrible acting, terrible actors. It's got Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. You're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you're just wrong. About? You just, you're in the wrong field. You don't know anything about movies and TV. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a fun bit though, because we, we reviewed the, we talk about the bad review and it kind of happens spontaneously, but then we're like, so we'll, do, we'll read the, Robin Williams must have hit this kid in a, in a drive-by and <laughs> like, why did this guy give a bad review? Uh, you mm. know, Thomas would be like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg probably shot this guy's dog. <laughs> so, like, why did they give such a bad review? Wow. But yeah, yeah, it's some of the worst reviews and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. So with the demo, get your hands on it, give it a real shot and then and then go from there. Don't listen to the reviews for, for this yet. That being said, I myself won't be playing it right away. I will play it at some point. The combat's a lot of fun. That is it for us today, guys. We will see you guys next week. We have a new interview coming out on Friday. And of course, we have all of our podcasts rele releasing stuff over the next week, over the next month. Sorry. Um, should be good. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.